Officially, it's called Cloudgate. But ask any Chicagoan or visitor, and you'll hear what we call it, the bean. No matter who buys the naming rights, either now or in the future, the White Sox play at Kaminsky, and the Cubs play at Wrigley. And the roar of the crowd is for the home team. For the boys of summer, this is one of the many sounds of Chicago. And by the way, Chicago's tallest building is still Sears Tower. What you talking about, Willis Tower? There is a history that can be removed, and there is a history that remains. Due to COVID-19, this year, the city lost many live music events that made it special. There was no Blues Fest or Gospel Fest, no Taste of Chicago with daily concerts, no Lollapalooza, no Ravinia Festival just outside of Chicago, and no Pitchfork. The lack of music in the air was replaced by nearly a solid month of fireworks and far too much gunfire. Uh, I couldn't tell the difference. With so many artists being so-called canceled for what they tweeted and deleted or popping into racist video chats or other entanglements, is it possible to love the music but dislike the musician? On this episode of Interludes, let's get into it separating the art from the talented artists we all know and love. And also, we will talk with an award-winning musician and producer who has worked with many artists from Chicago and around the world. It is my honor to introduce you to today's guest as my family, y'all, Mr. Kendall Nesbitt. You hear that intro music coming up, right? That's all him. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by A1 Pest Masters. For all your pest control and exterminating needs, call A1 Pest Masters. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. Over the past six months, Confederate statues and other problematic symbols of our history have fallen across our country. Either activists have physically crashed them into the pavement below to crack into pieces, or elected officials decided that looking back wasn't the best way to move forward. In Chicago, it was easier for the mayor to remove a statue of Christopher Columbus than wait for activists to destroy it in a potential clash with Chicago police. At some point, you can't defend the indefensible. Columbus was a savage, and not the Megan the Stallion, Beyonce kind of way. The people he discovered had their hands and other body parts chopped and screwed as he claimed the land for his colonial queen. It is far easier to remove a monument than erase a memory of a moment, of a song, or of a singer like R. Kelly from our minds. Few would disagree that Chicago's very own Robert Kelly could benefit from therapy, either in or outside of prison for his actions with young girls. As a Chicagoan, no matter how hard you resisted, 
you couldn't deny the cinematic sweep of Michael Jordan's unofficial anthem, I Believe I Can Fly. How many children's choirs performed that song year after year? It became the soundtrack to numerous graduations and other life transitions. It was more than a summer jam. It was a space jam. Years before that anthem took flight, launching Kelly's career and many of us Chicagoans saw R leading a group called Public Announcement, singing on the red line trains, busking for petty cash and attention, dressing in a matching short sets and Timberland boots. When it comes to singers, songwriters, and now producers, Chicago is second city to none. From laying the foundation for modern gospel music to building up the bones of that house with rooms furnished with blues, soul, funk, dance, and hip-hop. Chicago is an underappreciated music capital of the world. R. Kelly helped put Chicago on the map. However, that doesn't mean that I don't hate, and let me emphasize, hate, that Robert Kelly has destroyed the outside view of Chicago sound based on his relationship choices and his actual belief as he wrote for the late Aaliyah that age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> so is five to 10 years in prison for kidnapping and false imprisonment. These are the numbers too. Then we come to Mr. Kanye West. Mr. West claims to represent the city's south side, or at least he did before moving into a rural ranch in Wyoming. From 2016 to 2019, West supported President Donald Trump and often wore a red mega, that's Make America Great Again, baseball cap to events at the White House and on stage. That is until Kanye decided to stop taking his meds and to run a 2020 campaign for president as a spoiler to the Democratic nominee, former Vice President Joe Biden. All the while, promoting her new album, Donna, named after his late mom, Donna West, as West famously rapped on the 2012 song Mercy, don't get no press, but I get most pressed. More than once, music lovers proclaim that they canceled Kanye, meaning that they stopped listening and supporting his music based on his political choices. I think Kanye's drinking the red Kool-Aid, and we can only look back at Jim Jones and his followers' trip to Jonestown, Guyana. And remember, that didn't turn out too well. Many influential politicians and other award-winning artists have tweeted and blogged about their frustrations with Kanye. However, that has never stopped audiences from buying a succession of Kanye West CDs and tickets to tours. When it comes to problematic musicians who create music, can we separate the artists from their art? You know what? I believe, yes, we can. The art is a separate thing. I still love Jesus Walks to this day. Man, that song got me through some of the dark times of my life. It was so inspirational. It may have started out as a Kanye West song, but once I started playing it for my own reasons, it stopped being a Kanye West song and it became a different thing due to how I interpret it. Kanye can only do so much in his mind, but he cannot alter the way I see and use art 
as a positive motivating force within my life. Now, let me tell on myself, I used to love R. Kelly's You Remind Me of Something and Your Body's Calling. Those songs put me in a mood where I could just chill. You know, before Netflix came to be. It had not only to do with Robert, but with me. It had to do with how I interpreted the music. In a hundred years, R. Kelly's music will have a life of its own, independent of its flawed creator. Sometimes you have to separate the art from the artist to keep your own sanity. When Chicago's very own Soul Train, modeled after the L, our elevated trains, moved its studios from the Midwest to the West Coast, Don Cornelius transitioned from being a local DJ on WVON to raise the visibility of black music coming from Chicago and around the world. Cornelius's work, the basis of a BET current show, American Soul, shows the stress of this enterprise going against the odds to bring soul to a diverse audience. Every R&B, blues, funk, or pop artist would get a chance to shine during those 60 minutes of wonder. I got introduced to Chicago artists like Rufus, featuring Shaka Khan, R&B crooner Jerry Butler, and blues great Buddy Guy during Soul Train's early years. Yeah, before MTV, VH1, and BET, the only place to find this music was Saturday morning on WGN. Four years prior to his death, Cornelius was arrested for felony domestic violence. Similar charges led him to being placed on probation. And finally, in 2012, Don Cornelius shot himself in the head rather than continue to endure Alzheimer's disease. Does Don's suicide change the impact of Soul Train in America or on the world? In a word, no. In fact, it solidified his place in the ever-changing history of American music. Music is an art form in which I hope we can always appreciate the art rather than become distracted by the artist's failings. No one is perfect, but when we create, our goal is to get as close as possible. Even if we believe we can fly, every Icarus among us could use a soft place to land and try another day. Up next, my interview with award-winning musician and producer, and my family, y'all, Kendall Nesbitt. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. Brought to you by A1 Pest Masters. For all your pest control and exterminating needs, call A1 Pest Masters. And now, award-winning musician, producer, songwriter, and my family, y'all, Mr. Kendall Nesbeth. You're with Val Johnson. This is Interludes. I am here with talented Grammy-nominated musician Kendall Nesbeth, and I am so happy to welcome you to Interludes. How are you? Pretty good. What's going on, cuz? Oh, nothing much. Yeah, that's another thing. We're cousins. That's a fact. I didn't want, did I give it away? I'm sorry. You gave it away. It's okay. We, we love it anyway. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's how we greet each other, you know. 
know, I know. And uh, you just celebrated a milestone birthday. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Forty. Wow. Well, I have. I officially want to welcome you to the forties. Come on Cross through. <laughs> Life begins, and it's a beautiful thing. So. Yes. Um, I personally know the answer to some of these questions, but this is mainly for my audience. How long have you worked in the music industry, Kendall? So I started at 17, so about 23 years now. Wow. Okay. And of some of the top producers or musicians that you've worked with, who's been your favorite? Wow. Um... I'll say a few. So musicians, producers, uh, Swiss Beats, it was pretty cool working with him. Wow, okay. Yeah, and uh, Tone and Poke from Trackmasters, well, Tone from Trackmasters. And he did a lot of big hits like, you know, Beyonce, Destiny's Child stuff. He did like Charlie's Angel soundtrack stuff. I mean, he's worked, Jay-Z, I mean, he's worked with everybody. So I, I learned a lot working with uh, him and Swizz as producers. And um on the artist side, of course, you know, R. Kelly is like, yeah, I mean, regardless to the other stuff, he's like one of the greatest. Um, so and I learned that, a lot. And, that, and that's who you started out with initially. Is that exactly. Yep. Okay. Right. Yeah, because I kind of feel like um, many people feel that, oh, gosh, you should do traditional education and go to school and get your grad, you, you know, go get your bachelor's, get your grad school. But I kind of feel like you got your bachelor's, master's, and doctorate. <laughs> yes, I did, I did like the LeBron thing, like straight out of high school, went, you know, right into it. Yeah. <laughs> of, the, of the many musical projects that you've worked on, which one is the one that you consider the best to date? Like the best ones you've ever worked on? Which one do you, for, to date? Because there's more to come, I know, but. Yeah, no doubt. I would say, uh, so I'm thinking it's, it's a few. So one that's kind of near and dear, we did the, uh, uh, world's greatest so the, on the uh ali soundtrack uh, that, was a, that was a yeah that was a huge song i mean you heard it at every graduation we got a chance to perform it with muhammad ali when they honored him uh on the espn awards um wow. chocolate factory was a pretty big record it, it kind of changed the game in terms of the stepping and just kind of the happy people you saved me album was big and uh, another one, I didn't get credit for this one, but I, I worked with Michael Jackson. It's a song called One More Chance at Love. Um, and it's on the Number Ones album. Okay, yeah. all right. So something happened, I, like I was getting credit, it was, I think it was 2003. So it was kind of in, in, when I was working with like Britney Spears and Jay, it was like a whole, I think maybe the label messed something up. So for whatever reason, I got credit for everything else. I didn't get credit for that one, but it was a cool experience. And, so I still mention it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I know that you've worked, sounds like you've worked with some really um, great people in your, music in, in your music industry thing. But I know a lot of times the, um, we as artists are in between gigs. So a lot of times, what, are you, what do you do during the time that, you know, oh, I'm in between projects. What, what do you, what, what, what's going on with you when you're in between projects? Well, you know, you keep writing, keep creating, uh, you just kind of become innovative, you know, keep a pulse to what's going on and try to figure out like what the next wave is and, and, and do that. But you got to stay creative, you know, stay smart, budget your money, uh, <laughs> you know, in between. Um, I talked to an actor friend of mine and he's, he's pretty successful, actually. And you might know them, the uh, 
they're the uh, Steve Harris and Wood Harris. So they're from Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Steve was, he was big on the uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. He was the guy that everybody loved to hate, you know. Uh, so we were talking and he's like, you know, essentially we're unemployed, you know, in between that time. So whatever gig or whatever project you got, you know, you have to be smart as to how you, uh, you know, you, you, you uh, budget those dollars because, you know, you're unemployed until the next thing comes up, you know. Yep, well, that, I definitely understand all of that. Uh, what have you found most challenging as a musician in between opportunities? Most challenging maybe would be um, trying to reinvent yourself or your sound. So you want to stay consistent mm -hmm. and, and, and keep the recipe and the ingredients the same, but then also, you know, trying to tune and tap into like what's next, particularly in kind of what we're in now you know, you, you have to be pretty self-contained in, in terms of if you need to produce the video, <laughs> you need to do the programming track. I mean, you literally, and all be able to do most of it from home or you, you could be left behind, you know. Um, so just kind of staying in tune with, with the technology and, and what you need to uh, survive and, 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 and what that looks like and stand, stand up on it, you know, that, that's, that's key during this time. Oh, wow. Um, now, I... I asked, now we had something that happened last month where we had a family check-in and I had, um, I asked you and your family to come up with a song to sing during the family check-in. And from your three children, it seems like they're, they're pretty tuned in to you, uh, to music. And um, my question is, are you inspired by your children's love of music and why? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, um, you never know. Like, you, you never know if they're going to get it or not. <laughs> so uh, sometimes it goes down, sometimes it skips, sometimes it just doesn't happen at all. You know? So the fact that they are actually, and they seem pretty interested, like they seem serious about it uh, and really diligent about practicing and learning the craft and uh, you know, just getting better, I, I think it's pretty cool. And, and I support them. I, I, uh, my thing is to support whatever your dream, your purpose, your, your, what wakes you up in the morning, you're like, I have to do it, I would do it if I didn't get paid anything, you know, then that's kind of the lane you want to go down because you, you'll be fulfilled. So yeah, you can, you know, do the corporate thing and, 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 and go, you know, get the golden handcuffs as they say, you're making good money, but you may be miserable. That may not be your thing, you know. Right. Uh, so I definitely want to support them in what they want to do and then just kind of teach them uh, you know, the ins and outs and trying to be smart in that because there is a business side to it. Very much so, very much. And if they wanted to do and have a career in music, obviously it sounds like you would support that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because a lot of, I don't know, a lot of artists are like, no, I want them to do something else. I was listening to an interview with uh, 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 actor comedian and his, his, he was like, no, actually she, she's interested in acting, but I actually want her to be a doctor. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you got her acting job. That's great. Keep that going. Come on. I know she's she only working. Yeah. Exactly. She working on somebody and mad that day, and you know, because she no, you, you know. <laughs> if any more, if any advice that you would give to uh, aspiring musicians, what it, what's some of the best advice you feel like you should give? Um, any musician coming up um, wanting either playing keys, drums, whatever the, the, the 
the medium is, what, what advice would you give to someone that's starting out? That's a good question. Um, I think it's twofold. One, I would say, you know, if you love it, you're dedicated to it, you know, give it your all. You know, you want to live it. Live, breathe, eat, sleep, music, um, because that'll come out in whatever you're doing, whether it's a performance, whether it's a production, uh, just dedicate yourself to it. Um, the other thing I would say, you know, so work hard, do all of the, you know, take all the necessary steps to really, you know, just put your whole being into it because music is a feel. It, music expresses the emotions, your heart, your, your, your soul. So you want to make sure, you know, you're in a, in a true place and space so that when you're conveying that it, you know, it reaches the listener and, you know, in a, in a deep, in a deeper place. Uh, second thing I would say is, is make sure you, you, you're sort of diverse in, in that if, you know, if you start off as a keyboard player, like I'll just tell my story. What I'm finding is the more tools you have in the tool set, the, the more you can be, uh, uh, employed or, or you can, you know, get different opportunities because, um, you know, what may have worked, you, you can get a musician gig, but hey, if you can program or you can produce, you can get a production gig or you can score or you can write or so kind of, you know, don't be afraid to branch out. Because I know some cats are like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm dope, you know, I'm a beast at keys. And then they don't want to branch out into writing when it's kind of all the same expression, you know, so maybe write, maybe score, maybe, you know, arrange or produce, like I say, learn the software, learn the programs. So that, you know, you're the, you're the person on the team, like, yo, we have to have them. I was, I've been looking at this last dance thing, of course, like probably every, most people in Michael Jordan, one of the things he had was he could play on both ends of the floor. So he's yeah. a good defender. He's a rebounder. He was a scorer. He had a jumper. He can go in, you know, so that's what kind of, you know, separates you. Whereas somebody's like, hey, we got to have that person because of what, what you bring. Uh, and, and it's diversity, you know, within what you do. Wow. Do you have any upcoming projects uh, on your plate right now? I do. So uh, one project, I'm working with an agency, and what we're doing is, um, so I just actually wrote an, an article, a piece, it's uh, OKRP, and they're like, you know, how do you survive in this climate? And we work on a documentary, you might have saw it on my Facebook, where it's 312 Soul, and it kind of, you know, uh, sheds light on the history of, of uh, Chicago music. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So basically, and it, it might be pretty cool. Like it's been getting some steam and, you know, who knows? I mean, it may even go into maybe a Netflix Hulu deal. You know, that's, that's the hopes, but it's, uh, it shows just a, a, a part of Chicago that you might not have uh, gotten a chance to see in depth. And then some of the people that were behind it, some of the pioneers from a house perspective, from a, you know, soul perspective, uh, some of the musicians like myself are the producers behind the scenes that have worked with a lot of folks. Uh, so that's one thing, working on some other projects with some independent artists and some signed artists. So uh, still working, that's the blessing. I know, and I think you will very rarely be unemployed because you are a well sought after musician. And it was kind of a, hmm, who should I talk to? Ah, your family, Kendall, he's a musician. <laughs> I thank you for taking this time out to spend with your cousin here. Of course. Yeah. Everyone, give it up for Kendall Nesbitt. I'm Val Johnson, and this is Interludes. Next time on Interludes. And I think 
you know, in this pandemic situation that we're in, where a lot of people are staying home and are feeling isolated, having that person, having that actual human being who you can rely on day after day to hear from really matters. And that's why I think radio still remains relevant. Founder and station manager of Chirp Radio, Sean Campbell. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson. Written and produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Song intro and outro by Mr. Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. Brought to you by A1 Pest Masters. For all your pest control and exterminating needs, call A1 Pest Masters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com.